Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere, and even earn money, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify, and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, we have added question box to hear our community's thoughts on our episodes, polls to ask questions on what they think, and so much more. We highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Están escuchando a So Violento, So Macabro Podcast. Yo soy Ali. Y yo soy Dee. Hoy les vamos a contar de un crimen que pasó en la Ciudad de México. Esta es la historia de Juana Barraza, la mata viejitas. There's a fine line between born a serial killer or made into one. A mixture of environmental factors can easily trigger the very violent traits within our personas. En el caso de hoy, vamos a hablar de Juana Barraza, la mata viejitas, en el cual su vida de abuso y maltrato la llevó a ser una mamá soltera luchadora a la primera asesina serial de México. Advertencia, la información de este caso puede ser desencadenante para algunos. Tenga en cuenta que algunos de estos casos pueden involucrar menores de edad, abuso, violación o violencia. Escuchen con precaución. Warning, the information on this case can be triggering to some. Please be advised that some of these cases may involve children, abuse, rape and violence. Listen with caution. Juana nació el 27 de diciembre del año 1957 en El Paso, Yucan, Hidalgo. En varios videos se ha reportado que la niñez de Juana fue muy difícil ya que su mamá era una alcohólica. En also en some like reports it was said that um, Juana's mom was very abusive towards um, Juana's father. His name was Trinidad. And um, also Juana's mom would hit Juana. A lot. She was very abusive towards her. Entonces le pegaba mucho y Juana dijo que por cualquier cosa. A veces sin, sin razón la mamá le estaba pegando. La mamá de Juana se llama Justa. Entonces this is where things get a little crazy. This is when it starts getting a little crazy. So, entonces Justa, um, la mamá de Justa, que es abuela de Juana, 
se junta con un señor que se llama Refugio. Entonces, Refugio le toma mucho interés a Justa. So, al principio, Refugio era el padrastro de Justa, que es el abuelo padrastro de Juana. Pero ya cuando le toma interés, so, se convierte en la pareja de Justa, que entonces sería el padrastro de Juana. El Refugio la crió como que si fuera su hija y ella lo, pues, lo quiso mucho a él. Al parecer, Refugio no quería que Juana fuera a la escuela porque la escuela no era para mujeres. Las mujeres eran para que se quedaran en casa. Entonces, yes. this is one of the reasons, I know, right? Um, this is one of the reasons why Juana didn't know how to read or write. Yes. This is where things start getting a little bit worse. Yeah. Justa vendió a Juana a los 13 años a un hombre llamado José Lugo por tres cervezas. Let me repeat that, guys. Justa's, Juana's mom, Justa, sold her own daughter for three beers at the age of 13. That's, that's shady. What do you think about that? I mean, because if you put into perspective how much a beer costs now and how much a beer costs then and like the inflation or whatever, you start to realize that she literally was sold for like cents. Yeah. She was sold for cents. Like meaningless sense like almost kind of saying like your life is worthless you're sold for three beers three beers Fuck. that shows how bad her addiction was wow and i'm not trying to justify her actions but addiction it's it's hard it, it is it's difficult it's when someone's addicted they do crazy things they absolutely i i completely agree But it also shows how careless her mother was yeah. at that moment. That, like, oh, she yeah. didn't care who the person was, what the person was doing, as long as she got her fix. Mm -hmm. um, she, she didn't know this. She, I'm imagining she didn't know this person. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter if she knew him or not. It's like your 13-year-old daughter to yeah. an older man. Yeah. Like, you don't know what he's going to do to her. Exactly. Like, at this point, it just shows that you just don't care. You don't. Yeah. yeah. And we're, again, we're not trying to justify the mom. We just want, you know, addiction. It, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's a, it shows the, the extent of where. What a person can do. Uh, yeah, a person yeah. can do for their addiction. Oh, yeah. And um, from here after, Jose Lugo la violó. La violaba a Juana. En unos reportes se dice que. Él la tenía atada a, a su cama. Esto pasó desde los 13, los 17 años. Entonces, por cuatro años, él violó a, a Juana. Y de esto, ella tuvo un aborto. Y su primer hijo lo tuvo como a los 13 o 14 años. There's some um, different stories of who saved her. Yes. En unas historias se dice que fue refugio. El padrastro que la ayudó, que la rescató a ella y al, al niño. Yeah. Y en otras historias se dice que fue unos tíos, los tíos, los hermanos de refugio. Entonces, el, lo que estuvimos leyendo, se, se miramos que era más refugio, que yeah. fue el que la... Ya, yeah, porque era más bien el, que, el que la apreciaba y que la quería y que en verdad... Él la quería mucho. Ya, yeah, de que era como un padre para ella. Ya. Yeah. Yeah. 
Después de que, después de todo esto, Justa murió de cirrosis y fue cuando Juana decidió irse a la Ciudad de México. After three failed relationships, she was alone raising four kids. Estaba sola con cuatro niños. Ella empezó a trabajar en una factoría de chocolate, a chocolate factory. And from there, she started selling snacks at a Lucha Libre arena. One time, a promoter, un promotor la miró vendiendo y la invitó. La invitó a, ¿quieres entrarle a la Lucha Libre? Porque tenía el físico. Si yeah. ven las fotos, ella era... Era alta, ¿no? Yeah, she was tall, era robusta, which means like she tenía was like built, like a wrestler, basically. Yeah, tenía el cuerpo para la lucha libre. Entonces, which also, hey, you don't know if that's a compliment or like an insult. Exactly. <laughs> It's like, how like, should I take it? I know, I was like, you're telling me I'm big. <laughs> But she... She fit, she she fit the it. description, yeah, of course. She needed the money. Yeah, I mean, and dinero. I think um somewhere I had read that... They were giving her like, was it like 300 or 500 pesos like per fight or something? And so, that's a lot. Yeah. Back then. Like imagine going from like selling like palomitas y guzgueras en una lucha libre a ganar like, you know. Más dinero. Más yeah. dinero, which is something that she needed at that moment. Ella necesitaba el dinero porque estaba sola con sus, con sus cuatro niños. De ahí Juana se convirtió en la dama de silencio. The lady of silence. En la lucha libre, los peleadores se identifican como técnicos o rudos. Los luchadores técnicos siguen las reglas, mientras los rudos quebran las reglas. What do you think Juana identifies as herself? I would have to say, based on her, I guess... Her history History, now? yeah. Like, based on her history, she, she must have to be, like, a ruda. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Ella decía que era ruda. De corazón. <laughs> en una, en una, yeah. en una, un video, ¿no? Yeah, she, the, uh, I think it's Azteca 1 or something. She had like a video and she was like, soy ruda. Soy ruda de, de corazón. corazón. Y le preguntan que si está bien ruda en la casa. And, yeah, and she just laughs. Like... <laughs> All the videos are up there, guys, so you guys can yeah. see them as well. We'll try to include some in our Instagram stories or Instagram, so check it out. Let's talk about what she would wear. Oh. In her fights. <laughs> she had what a lot of people describe as the pink Power Ranger suit. Yes. Because it looks like it. When you look at it, lo miras y piensas que es como la... The Power Ranger, la rosa. La, la Power Ranger rosita. La rosa, yeah. <laughs> y tiene una máscara en forma de mariposa. Yes. So her mask is a butterfly. Very colorful. She stands out. Yeah. Which is interesting to me. That she would choose, like, such a... I mean, well, because I don't know much about Lucha Libre. Like, I know, like, WWE and WWF when it was in the States. But uh, when it comes to, like, Mexican Lucha Libre, I don't know much about it. But to me, it's like she's very out there. And I don't feel her name, like La Dama del Silencio, fits kind of well with her pink outfit. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Right? It doesn't. No, no. Es It que no va con el traje. Yeah. yeah. Y si se ponen a, a ver la dama del silencio, ya cuando empiecen a escuchar la historia ustedes de ella, lo que ella hizo, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like her, 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 her name. Her name, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, 100%. But it doesn't go with the suit. Yes. But, <laughs> 100%. It does not go with the it suit. It doesn't. Y en la lucha libre, yo también no sé mucho de eso, pero he visto así en los, los luchadores, siempre, like, they're very colorful, yeah. and the mask, and they're very vibrant. Yes. Yes. But, like, to me, like, I don't know. The pink suit just doesn't go with her. <laughs> well, after you guys hear the stories. Yeah, exactly. You're like, 
todo empezó a irle bien a Juana. Tenía trabajo, le gustaba hacer la lucha libre, entonces todo iba bien. Yeah. Tenía sus hijos, pero todo empieza a cambiar cuando matan a su hijo. They killed him, right? Yeah, they, they um, lo querían robar. He had gotten in a fight with, like, I guess, like, he was just, like, I guess, heading home or something. Y en una colonia lo, lo agarraron unos pandilleros. And they beat him up pretty bad to the point of, of him dying from his injuries. Y también en este tiempo, ella tuvo una fractura en la espalda. Cuando yeah. estaba peleando, se lastimó la espalda. Y el doctor le dijo que ella ya no podía luchar porque si se metía a hacer algún tipo de like movement and she gets hurt puede quedar inválida yeah. esto para Juana fue muy difícil la muerte de su hijo y luego no poder trabajar en algo que le gustaba y le estaba trayendo dinero yeah no y también era like her release you know like after sure. all the you know torture and abuse that she was facing through like through the years of her life, you know, but like doing Lucha Libre like helped her release that stress and in a, I guess, quote unquote, like positive way. You know, it was like a positive outlet for her because she was, you know, working out. Um, she was practicing like a sport. She was putting herself out there in a completely different field from what she's used to. So imagine like having your first son like completely be murdered yeah. by like strangers And then to be, you know, Fractured. told, hey, you can't be you doing can't something do that you love. Like, definitely, it, it put a toll in her life. It did. And this is when everything changed. Yeah. And not for the best. Everything went downhill from here. De ahí, ella se convirtió en promotora. Ya que ella no podía estar en la lucha libre, ella quería seguir involucrada en todo esto. Entonces, hizo promotora, siguió trabajando, pero me imagino que no hacía el mismo dinero. Yeah. Es muy diferente. Ella empezó a robar. Y en esto, ella invita a una amiga, Araceli Tapia Martínez, para que le ayude. El plan era vestirse de enfermeras para poder entrar a las casas de personas de la tercera edad que vivían solas. O so, sea, me imagino que entraban... Vestidas así para agarrar confianza yeah. de los ancianos. Yeah, I mean, when you see a nurse, you automatically think, oh, yeah, come uh, Trust, in. yeah. Like, you trust them. Yeah, especially in an, like an elder person who is like surrounded by like nurses all the time. You, you would figure that they would be like so accommodating to them. Be like, oh, you know, they're here to help me. Yeah, ves unas enfermeras en tu puerta y oh, pues me las mandó el hospital o el doctor. O el gobierno. O, yeah. With time, Araceli decides to go off on her own. So Araceli se va a hacerlo sola, o so ya Juana y Araceli están, siguen haciendo lo mismo, pero ya cada quien en su, en su yeah. lado. Yeah, like they both, they're like, you know what, you do your thing, I do We're my done. thing. Yeah, split. I want 100% of everything yeah, I see. Exactly. En un robo, un policía llamado Moisés Flores Domínguez detiene a Juana, y en vez de meter a Juana a la cárcel, él le dice, pues Juana, no en estas palabras, pero me imagino que... Something like this. Yeah. Algo así. Le dijo, o te mochas, o a la cárcel. Yeah. Le pidió dinero, y pues Juana tiene a sus hijos. Ella, me imagino, en ese tiempo, en ese momento, no quiso dejar a sus cuatro, bueno, tres. Yeah, tres. Ya para este entonces eran tres. No quería dejar a sus tres hijos solos, y pues dijo, bueno, pues ya que. Yeah, like, you know what, I'd rather have, like, a steady sort of income than to, like, you know, 
be in jail. Be in jail, yeah, because se va a quedar sus hijos y se va a la cárcel, you know. Her kids have no one at this point. They don't. And this was the worst decision that this cop, this police officer could have done. Definitely. And you guys will hear why. And, I mean, it shows how corrupt the system is. Truly. It truly is. So, in early 2002, um, they, like, during this time, they don't know how to identify whether... There was murders happening happening to elder people just as a coincidence, or there was actually a serial killer in Mexico City. Um, porque más bien Juana dicen que su primer crimen que ella hizo fue en el 2002. Pero en verdad pueden decir que a lo mejor pasó en el 1998, pero no están seguros. Because like during that time, her husband suddenly died out of like weird causes <laughs> so they think that she had something to do with his murder but you know back in like the 80s 90s even 60s 70s if your husband died they wouldn't really question you they just assume something unnaturally happened to them in 2002 juana tenía 我们来看一下 o estaban desamparadas, nadie las iba a visitar. Entonces, sus víctimas eh, sentían como esa fragilidad para, ajá, para ser más manipulada más fácilmente oh, okay. por Juana. They were easy targets. Yeah, they were easy targets because Entonces, Juana se puede decir que Ella sabía cómo manipular a estas personas para que le dieran su confianza total. En el 25 de noviembre del 2002, Juan entra a la casa de María de la Luz Anaya. En este momento, cuando Juana estaba haciendo sus quehaceres, María menciona algo vulgar. No se sabe qué exactamente, pero Juana se enfureció or she got really mad, really mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it triggered something in her especially after going through the death of her son and um, getting fractured mm-hmm. uh, during her wrestling match and having you know her ha- having all these situations in her life it kind of triggered her to do her first quote unquote murder en este momento Juana estrangula a María con el estetoscope. Okay. The estetoscope. Uh-huh. And um, she strangles her to death. She then drags her from um, the kitchen all the way to um, her death, like to a sofa. She completely strangles her to like till she dies. Y en este momento te pones a pensar, esta señora de la tercera edad no tiene tantas fuerzas en sí. Yeah, she's vulnerable. Yeah. Y Juana 
era una luchadora. Siendo luchadora, imagínate. Yeah, so she has so much strength. Y aparte de la, the strength that she has, she has a lot of pain. So she uses Since both. Since she was little. Yeah, she uses trauma. both the, her trauma, the death of her son, the impact of wrestling that had in her life that, you know, she can't do anymore, and the fact that this lady insulted her. She uses all this anger and ends up killing this woman in her own home. Soon after this murder, her murders that came after that became even more gruesome. El 5 de enero de, del 2003, las autoridades determinaron un perfil para este asesino. Ellos determinaron que el asesino serial que estaba matando a estas personas de la tercera edad era un hombre de 30 a 45 años de edad. Era muy inteligente. Y era homosexual o tenía tendencias homosexuales. Se vestía de mujer o bebía con mujeres o vivía con sus padres o vivía con gente de la tercera edad o eran dos asesinos. Very con, like yeah, so their whole spectrum was pretty yes, big. It was pretty big. It yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like a direct specific. one. Yeah. Oh wow. Also, they mentioned that this individual might also be dual personalities so they'd be having multiple personalities how like i'm wondering how <laughs> they were able to get all this information right if they had no yes so clue, basically I, imagine, I don't know basically their profile was it could literally be anyone 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 um they in in este tiempo las autoridades fueron criticadas muy lo, lo estaban criticando al público mucho porque estos crímenes estaban saliendo en las noticias y todo, pero nunca tenían un perfil directamente, um, like, I guess, like, narrowed it down detail, to, yeah. like, a specific That's person. Y para ellos decían, pues, puede ser un hombre o puede ser un homosexual, pero nunca decían, puede ser un hombre de esta estatura, de este color, o de... El pelo de este color, ajá, los ojos, griso, la piel, ajá, nada. nada. Nomás sabían que era un hombre. Pero en realidad, era una mujer. Por el, el perfil que estaban describiendo la policía, um, ellos empezaron a arrestar a gente transexual y a gente transvesti. Y los empezaban a, a you know, like to, to check them and like steal their belongings. Up to 50 people were arrested in connection to the crime. Pero no era porque estaban arrestados porque venían like a link to it. They just arrested them because they were homosexual, they were transvestites, or they were transgender. This pushed the LGBTQ community into going after the police and telling them, you know, you have to find this person because you are accusing the LGBT community for something that you're not even sure of. So that's one of the biggest parts of this case, where the police were highly criticized for not being responsible enough to investigate it properly. Not having the right information. Yeah, They're just going to random people. Like yeah. they they ended up. I mean, aparte de que los arrestaban, les robaban. Entonces la la policía en verdad estaba como dijiste anteriormente. Like there were. 
they they weren't doing their job properly they were just kind of like hoping well, that hoping they that find... they'll find somebody yeah. instead of like actually looking for the person or getting tips from people and actually like looking into that like they decided to just take a whim with it and just like start arresting whoever you know resembled the profile which could literally be anyone at this point lo curioso de los crímenes de Juana es la manera que trataba a sus víctimas. Um, una de sus víctimas las posaba cuando las mataba. Entonces, por ejemplo, en el caso de Simona Badoya Lodaya, le puso un banquito debajo de sus pies después de posarla en un sillón reclinable. Puso su banquito. Y la sentó y la posó como que estuviera viendo la tele. Y en otro caso, Juana agarró a una de estas viejitas y la sentó en una mesa de su cocina, la, la, la silla de, de su cocina, y la posó como que se estaba comiendo algo de, de comer, como que si le había hecho algo de comer. Y puso a dos muñequitas al lado de ella, como que si le estaban haciendo compañía. Entonces, cuando hablamos de los crímenes de Juana, a veces que sí, o si son de pasión porque las mató por el enojo que tuvo. Pero también estas tendencias son un poco masculinas. Porque en vez de ella matarlas por pasión, por, uh, por más tener ese enojo, agarró a sus víctimas y casi como burlándose de ellas las posa y las pone en una manera vulgar y, y, you know, atrocious to, like, you know, show her kind of, like, making fun of them instead of, you know, doing it because she was angry. Um, another thing about her is that que ella a veces abusaba sexualmente de sus víctimas. No porque le causaba, you know, like an arouse like an arousal of it pero las violaba con objetos porque querían ella quería como mantener ese perfil de soy un hombre asesino serial y voy a matar a estas señoras en maneras que piensen to throw que off so, the, like, yeah to like throw off the police which you know yeah that makes her very intelligent because she's still you know in that profile of like oh you think I'm a man Well, I'm going to rape these women, um, not for my own pleasure, but so you can still think I'm a man. Pero también Juana tenía esas tendencias de mujeres asesinas porque ella este, mataba por enojo, por pasión. Y eso la hace bien única porque a veces tenía sus tendencias femeninas y a veces tenía sus tendencias masculinas. También, antes de irme al otro tema, Juana mantenía recuerdos de cada crimen. A veces eran las joyas, a veces eran figuritas, a veces eran cosas de la casa de las víctimas. También eso refleja las este, tendencias de asesinos seriales masculinos. Porque una asesina femenina no hace eso. Entonces ella por eso la califican como una asesina serial muy diferente porque no tenía las mismas características de un hombre o una mujer. 
tenía el, el, de las dos. características de, la, de las dos um, sexos. Después de tantos asesinos que está, asesinamientos que estaban pasando en, en México en, este, en esta etapa, este, mucha gente estaban tirándole culpa de que tú eres el asesino, tú eres el asesino. Uh, después de que la policía pensó, pues a lo mejor no es un asesino, ¿qué tal si es una asesina? Este, en una de esas, um, I guess one of those roundup where they started arresting people, apareció Araceli. En este caso, Araceli la capturaron y le, dijo, y le dijeron, tú eres la asesina de estas mujeres. Y Araceli dijo, no, yo no asesino a ninguna mujer. Yo al contrario, sí, las he robado, sí, me he llevado sus pertenencias, pero nunca he matado a nadie. Yo no soy ese tipo de persona. Um, al contrario, esas mujeres hasta me invitan a comer, pero yo no acepto sus ofertas. Yo no acepto que les estoy robando a estas señoras y de, de, de todos modos las, me van a invitar a comer. Te dan la mano y... Y todo, yeah, like she's like, you know what? Like, I'd rather just steal from them and not, you know, share meals with them. So they got, they blamed her because she had. Yeah, she had their, yeah, she had pertenencias de estas mujeres. And some of the victims were people that, you know, had passed away that, that Juana had already killed. Pero uh, Araceli was like, I never killed any of these women. But yes, I did steal from them. You know, I do admit that I stole from them, but I did not kill these women. So um, the cops end up, you know, putting her in jail and saying, you know, we're going to at least count you for one of these murders because you had in your possession X, Y, and Z material from this lady. So you're going to go into jail. Y pues Araceli, pues, se quedó en la cárcel por ese crimen. Pero porque la policía... Le, la involucró a ella diciendo que ella mató a esa persona. Aunque Araceli, hasta el día de hoy, dice que ella nunca mató a esa víctima. Después de un poco tiempo, en el 2005, este, Juana entra a este lugar que, ¿cómo se puede decir? Que no, es, es una línea donde ella cruza de, de robar a la gente mayor, pobre, no pobre, sino de que they have low income a gente que es de la alta clase, que tiene dinero, que son ricas. Este también le pone like a little sprinkle of like, uh, how can I say it? Like, a, like como otra cosa al perfil que las policías tenían. En el caso de Carmen Camila González, una señora de la alta clase, este es la mamá de, una, de un criminólogo llamado Luis Rafael Moreno González. Juana entra a la casa de María y hace lo mismo. Le ofrece sus servicios, le ofrece su, you know, any services that she wants. Y Juana hace lo que siempre hace, que quiere matar a María. Pero en el transcurso algo pasa que Juana no hace el crimen, la deja vivir y se va de ese lugar. La, en este tiempo las autoridades empiezan a pensar, okay, she went from killing, you know, vulnerable women 
from, you know, poor areas to people that are rich now. Esta señora tiene un hijo que es un criminólogo y esto le da como leña al fuego. Y empiezan a investigar más en serio. Like it rushes the police. Yeah, like, it, 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 it actually puts that flame under them that says, no, they try to kill one of us now. We're going to start investigating this properly and not just kind of wing it. A long time ago. <laughs> so, eh, empiezan por eh, hacer este operación llamada Parques y Jardines, where they um, hire older women. Which is, to me, this wow, is bizarre. It's crazy. They hire older women to act like, you know, like they need Vulnerable services. Victims. Yeah. Se ponen en el lugar de ser víctimas a la mata viejitas. Entonces ponen a esas señoras en, en parques. And like in the whole, like where, where usually where este, Juana was murdering her victims. Ponen a esas viejitas en parques, lugares cercanos de allí. Para ver si agarra la atención de Juana. Durante este tiempo, Juana se va por otro lado ni hace caso de lo que está pasando. Y al final, esta operación es un fracaso porque no agarraron a Juana. En el 25 de enero del 2006, Juana ofreció sus servicios de lavar, planchar y limpiar a la señora Ana María de los Reyes Alfaro, mujer de 84 años. Ana María le ofreció a Juana 22 pesos por su servicio, a lo que respondió Juana que era muy poco dinero. En ese momento, Ana María dijo a voz baja, así son siempre las gatas, quieren ganar demasiado. Juan, Juana, al escuchar esto, estranguló a Ana María con su stethoscope. I can't say it in English, in, in Spanish, I'll say it in English. You're good. <laughs> y la apuñoló con un cuchillo. Después del crimen, Juana salió del domicilio al mismo tiempo que Joel López, el inquilino de Ana María, llegaba a casa después de salir del trabajo temprano. Al entrar a la casa, Joel encuentra el horroroso crimen y decide correr detrás de Juana. Cuando va corriendo para capturarla, se topa con la policía. Y en eso, Joel dice, ella mató a la dueña de la casa donde vivo, atrápenla. En eso la policía va y agarran y atrapan a Juana. Después, en ese mismo día, a, al atardecer de la noche, la policía confirma que Juana es la mata viejitas. Y lo más curioso de todo esto es de que Juana, a ser capturada, y que sabe que la van a llevar a la cárcel, dice, ¿Quién va a recoger a mi muchacho? ¿Quién va a recoger a la niña? Se refiere a sus hijos. Her kids. At this time, she had two young children that gave a la, you know, I think the youngest one was like in elementary school, and the boy was like in middle school or high school. I don't know how the school system works in Mexico, but oh, roughly that's how it is. Y ella se preocupó mucho porque sus hijos, no iba a haber nadie, you know, para que esté con ellos. Especialmente porque she's the only parent. It's only her. So, it's crazy to me how, even at that moment when she's being arrested, she's thinking about her children. There's emotions, there's feelings there. Yes, yes. At least for her kids. Yeah. 
I mean, I think that's one of the most, I guess, heartfelt moments about Juana is that que, even though, you know, all these things happened to her and all, she did all these things, she still has some sort of empathy for her children, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, cuando llegaron a la casa de Juana, entraron y empezaron a buscar entre sus cosas. Cuando entraron a la casa, encontraron recortes de, you know, newspapers and magazines about el mata viejitas. You know, and then also this weird sketch that they made of the, you know, of the mata viejitas. And like all these sketches that they have and like stuff that was reflected on, you know, la mata viejitas. Even though, you know, all the information is completely wrong, she still kind of had that moment of like fame, you know. She was like... Probably glorified herself. Like, yeah. oh, look, you guys are thinking que soy un hombre. Yeah, but I'm a man. No. And I'm, I'm a man, I'm a la, woman, yeah. The drawing, it's yeah, not even she me. Doesn't, she doesn't even look like it. So it shows that she even glorified, like she's how she's being glorified and how, you know, she felt famous for that moment of time, which also shows that she had little to no remorse for yeah. what she did, you know, that she was in fact, you know, feeling powerful and famous because... People were talking about her. También en todo este relajo encontraron un altar a la Santísima Muerte, uno de Jesús Malverde y una estatua de Buda. Just to throw it in Just there. Throw Peacemaker, <laughs> Buddha. Exactly. Which to me is completely like bizarre and funny at the It same time. It is weird. It's weird. <laughs> exactly. But um, a partir de ese momento encarcelan a Juana y, you know, they start doing, you know, the trial and stuff. Pero lo que a la policía le hace, se les hace muy fascinante es de que una semana antes de que pasara el de que pasara este crimen y que la capturaran, Juana apareció en la entrevista que hablamos hace un ratito de Azteca 1, donde el reportero va a las luchas y empieza a entrevistar a luchadores les empieza a preguntar preguntas y lo que sea. Y él, en, esta entre, en la entrevista después de capturar a Juana y de todo, él dice que él decidió entrevistarla porque se miraba muy elegante para estar allí. Que tenía un, una camisa roja y tenía joyas. No sabía quién era. Y, like, she just looked too fancy to be at the Lucha Libre. So he decided to interview her and he, you know, realized that era la dama del silencio and, you know, um, answered all these questions. But um, the funny thing is that based on like her wardrobe and her appearance and the jewelry that she was carrying, the police um, were able to identify her as la, la Mata Vijitas because of her possessions that she had, you know, her jewelry and like her posture and all these things. So... It was a good thing for the cops to look at, which to me it's baffling because you're like, oh shit, you know, how like you he did didn't all know these, it yeah, was her, yeah, he, he didn't know it was her, but he decided to interview her just because she looked out, out of, of place. curiosity. Yeah, so that's interesting to me. Um, pero durante la sentencia de um, de los crímenes, Juana dijo que ella no hizo nada, que el único crimen el cual she's guilty of was Elena Maria. 
she till this day says that she didn't do anything that she only killed one person and that's the only person she's ever killed but she was um accused for 16 other um murders y fue acusada de dos robos por todas las pertenencias que tenía en su casa de de estos crímenes that's why she, she was able to like they were able to like accuse her of those 16 murders porque tenía pertenencias de esos asesinamientos y los tenía en su casa so they connected one and one and said you were there you stole from this person so you're guilty for those pero habían todavía más o menos 30 muertes que no han contado so there's still like 30 or so murders that have no no resolution porque no pueden conectar a Juana con esos crímenes en el marzo de 2008, Juana fue sentenciada a 759 años de cárcel. Una senten la sentencia más grande de, una de un asesino serial en México. Y fue reducida a 50 años, que se me hace una locura. It's weird. How it goes from 700 to yeah, 50. Exactly. Pero lo más fascinante de todo eso es de que México no tiene una sentencia perpueta perpetua per yeah that word <laughs> y no y uh, they don't have a sentencia de muerte so you can stay in jail for 759 years and not be you know sent to like the electric chair or you know any other form of murder like of death like death row so lo más interesante es de que Juana le dieron todos estos años y su um, lawyer had it reduced to 50 years. And people all over Mexico are like, how can she do all these murders? And yet... Yeah. How do you like, go from 759, right? Yeah. A 50. Yeah. Es algo que creo que todos nos quedamos Like, ¿cómo... ¿Qué dijo el abogado para que le bajaron a 50 años? Sí, y Juana hasta el día de hoy dice que ella va a ser una mujer libre. Y que ella... She believes that. Que ella va a salir de la cárcel libre. Porque, you know, she believes that, you know, she's not going to cumplir esos 759 years. Y mucho menos los 50 años. Mm -hmm. Which to me is amazing. Because they already they found... They connected her to 16 crimes. Yet, she's going to be free in 50 years or less anyways uh, el crimen, los crímenes de Juana fueron um, tan únicos y confusos que empezaron a utilizar su caso para aprender más de los crímenes de las mujeres asesinas um, un uh, neuroscientist studied her life and explained that the ongoing rape and suffered from, that she suffered from her childhood to the abrupt death of um, her son triggered her murder spree so she also said that que, you know that que la manera que Juana she held on to all this anger and pain to the point where she couldn't take it anymore and something so simple just triggered her to like start killing people and not stop because she, it's not like she was killing every other month like she was killing people like every two weeks and like you start to think like how are they gonna you know, 
not keep track of all these murders and all these cases. And, you know, she still did, did she, she went on a killing spree for almost like, what is it, six, uh, three, four years without being caught once. That's crazy. Yeah. So, en la cárcel, le, se hizo amiga de, de Sandra Aldenta, la, narca, la narco satánica. Y esta señora le enseñó a leer y escribir a Juana, which was, you know, pretty shocking. Um, pero Juana se, también se casó en, en la cárcel con Miguel Ángel en el 2015, which, you know, it's astonishing that she could find somebody to marry her, even in jail. Uh -huh. um, pero el año uh, se divorció porque el señor Miguel Ángel quiso que Juana... Eh, to, you know, increase his pension para que él pueda vivir cómodamente en la cárcel sin tener que trabajar. Y Juana dijo, no, thank you, bye. <ríe> y um, ahora Juana en la cárcel tiene un puesto de tacos y de comida. Y ella supuestamente dicen que hacen el, la mejor comida en la cárcel. Which to me, it's like, I don't know. <ríe> I wouldn't trust her. I wouldn't it. trust her, but... <ríe> um, Even though she's in jail, um, she says she's the most happiest she's ever been. Because even though um, her body is physically in jail, her soul is Spiritually, free. she's out there. Yeah. And yeah, till this day, she still believes that she could be a free woman someday, which is pretty shocking. Yeah, porque creo que miren un video, ya después de años de esto, ella dice que... Ella no cometió ningún crimen. Yeah. Which... Which is weird, because in the beginning she said, okay, I'll admit to one. And now it's like, no, no, I didn't do anything. Yeah. Which is, like, to me, it's like, then how do you, you know, connect all these other, like, why, okay, first of all, why would you cut, like, these little articles about La Mata Vejitas and, like, say these little trophies? Yeah. Like, I don't know. She suffered a lot. Of course. Desde muy pequeña sufrió mucho de lo que la mamá le hizo. I mean, that's just... It's horrific. That's disturbing. Like, it is. And, like, to me, it's understandable, you know, that sometimes you are raised a certain way mm -hmm. and it'll reflect how you grow up as, like, an adult. Pero también, like, I feel like there's people that have gone through similar situations and they don't go they don't around go and kill people. people. Yeah. yeah. Something in her just... You know, it's, it's everybody, you know, we all go through trauma. We all go through different things. And like you said, we don't go around doing things. Exactly. It's, it's a, it's a very unique case. And, um. Ella dijo que también, no, que lo, lo hizo por el enojo a su mamá. Yeah. She, see, she, there's an interview. I think it's con, después de que, de que, like, they're, like, prosecuting her. Or, like, they're putting her in jail or something. <laughs> there's a video on YouTube, yeah. Yeah. And she's, like, you know, um, I did it because I'm. I was pissed the off hate, at my the mom. The anger I had for yeah, her. I had anger and like uh, the rage took a hold of me and like I started committing murders because it, they reminded me of my mother. And it's like, okay. And she even says it. She's like, it's not justifiable. I don't, you know, I know that I probably shouldn't have done it, but I did it. Yeah. But then like, como te dije, like years after, like right now, she's like, I didn't do anything. I didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And a lo mejor todo pudo haber sido it could have been stopped yes if 
Moisés Flores Domínguez, el policía le hubiera puesto en la cárcel cuando la capturó. Yeah, I mean, maybe. That, if you think maybe. about it that way, you're like, okay, you know, like if that cop would have stopped her from doing, like from like even stealing. Continuing to steal, yeah. She wouldn't have been in the situation that she's in, you know? She wouldn't be in jail. Yeah. Oh, maybe she or, would have been in jail and then hubiera salido y hubiera entrado lo mismo. We don't, yeah. we don't know. Yeah, it's but always it's a possibility. Because you never know, yeah, you know? We, we don't, don't know. We don't, we're not, we it was don't in, I mean, it was in her. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 that kind of correlates with everything, you know? Is, do you, are you born a killer or are you raised into right? being a killer? Mm-hmm. And that's like one of the biggest that's questions. One of the biggest questions, yeah. In true crime, of, yeah. like you just don't know. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's factors that, you know. Your environment, your mind, trauma, and, rape, yeah. like violence. Yeah, and then sometimes you just do it because you do it. You're born. Yeah, you're born of, you're, you're born of evil. So. Yeah. So I think that's all the information que tenemos. <laughs> yes. En el caso de la mata viejitas. Yes. Um, please let us know if you have any comments on uh, this case. We like to, you know, listen and we like to, you know, hear your opinions your on thoughts. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you want to do any research on it, make sure, you know, to let us know if you find anything on the interweb. Uh, yeah. Let us know. Let us know. Leave us a comment. Send us a message and continue listening to yeah. us. Thank you for being here. Yeah. We're so excited. We're very excited. Oh, and uh, we hope you like this case. Ahí nos vemos. Bye. Bye. Stay spooky.